family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. My guest today is Dr. Thomas Benhard. He's a doctor of chiropractic medicine, and he's done extensive research on natural medicine, acupuncture, dry needling. Dr. Benhard, welcome. Thank you, Emily. Happy to be here. <laughs> and I, I appreciate your time. I'm really intrigued with natural medicine myself. So can you tell us more about that? When, you're, you're, when did you become interested in this and what research? Tell us about your journey. Well, I think a number of years ago, long before I decided to go into chiropractic medicine, I, I think I had a, an experience with the medical profession in which I had some pretty severe back pain and I was only, in my, I was only 20 years old. There's, I, I went to numerous, uh, through a, a long process of trying to get it resolved through typical allopathic uh, treatment and therapy and medication. And it was pretty emotionally devastating. It almost sent me into depression because I was fairly active and but nothing really helped. And then as a last resort, I went in, uh, uh, I'd never heard of a chiropractor before. And I, I went in and was you know, consulted with this gentleman and uh, he began a treatment and in the period of about three months, I was pretty much back functioning again. And, and then that, I just kind of put that back in my mind and just forgot about it. And then when I, uh, I went to school and, and was pursuing a certain profession, you know, another profession. And then I, it just hit me that I, maybe I should be a chiropractor and I don't, maybe it, worked on my subconscious, but uh, it just sounded like something that really was uh, a natural fit since I'd always been interested in biology and, and uh, science. And so I ended up pursuing that and I hadn't, I didn't really think about the, maybe the reason why I did that until later when I realized I'd had that, that basically life-saving experience. <laughs> through natural medicine. And so that kind of, uh, kind of put me in that direction, I guess. I, so I ended up going to chiropractic school and, but even, even my, uh, I was awaiting graduation. I did an externship in, uh, where we went through a number of rotations in uh, pulmonology and cardio uh, cardiology and family medicine and emergency medicine and orthopedics. And I was always interested in, in a little more than just the, uh, you know, the manipulation part. And so I've always had this thirst for more than what was offered. And so as a result, I've, I've pursued different, uh, aspects of the profession. So I've, I became a, uh, a qualified medical evaluator, excuse me, qualified medical evaluator in, in, uh, California and also became a disability evaluator. And uh, so I've always tried to 
pursue additional specialties in my uh, in my career. And then I when I moved to Utah, those those options weren't available. So I basically became more interested in regenerative or or anti aging medicine. And so I I went to a, a number of training seminars regarding that. And so I've always done some form of natural hormone replacement and then basically given people options to uh, traditional uh, pharmaceuticals such as, you know, instead of anti-inflammatories, I typically recommend uh, enzymes that <clears throat> help reduce inflammation. And also instead of statin drugs, I give people other options for, for managing uh, their lipid profiles, you know, as far as cardiac risk. And so I've always tried to give people natural options rather than things that could cause additional side effects and then ultimately, you know, increase their mortality rate, which has typically been associated with prescriptions. So that kind of led me to, to where I am now. And even now I'm, you know, I've recently been taking some courses in, in dry needling, which to me, as I describe it as kind of a, as a kind of a non, uh, surgical structures that you can't do by hand. So that's been kind of an interesting, uh, and, uh, expansion to, to my practice. So I've enjoyed that. And we also have a, um, a therapeutic laser, which is also regenerative in that it increases the substance nitric oxide that helps our blood circulation. It also increases the energy for the cells. So that's what makes it so regenerative uh, in that it's, it's actually enhancing cell repair. So I mean, that's what keeps me passionate about the profession is that we can do things that are somewhat non-invasive and uh, as a way of enhancing the, you know, the, the body's natural ability to heal. So that's kind of what I've been trying to been pushing the limit that way. I really like that. I, I really believe that our bodies were designed to heal themselves. It's just a matter of knowing how to support them, how to work with them. I was interested in what you said about the therapeutic laser enhancing that cell repair. And could you talk a little bit more about dry needling? I'm not sure that I'm clear on the difference between dry needling and acupuncture, and I know they're different. And that's a great question, Emily, because I get that all the time. But uh, acupuncture typically follows the, uh, the traditional Chinese medicine uh, meridian uh, pathways, in, in that our body has these these pathways of uh, a low resistance uh, as far as uh, at the microcurrent level. So we, we have an electric circuits in our body that, that that's, that's very low current. And um, so these meridians have been mapped out and they can have some fairly amazing effects if you stimulate those meridians in those specific points. So they can have an effects on our, you know, constitutional, uh, um, health as well as uh, even um, you know musculoskeletal aspects but I guess the difference with dry needling is that in the re in the in the where the, t the term came from is they 
there was a couple of studies done that where they they measured the therapeutic benefits of uh, of an injectable into, for instance, a uh, a trigger point, as opposed to uh, a needle without any injectable. Hence the term dry needle. And so, in what was interesting is that there was a similar effect to the the inject. Uh, um, I mean the the, the needle puncture independent of the uh of the injectable so they found that's where the term dry needling came from is that they found that it had as good of an effect as an injectable whatever they were injecting into this into the, the anatomical part so so they found out that the uh and they call it a neuromechanical or a neurophysiological effect of the needle was had this had, had this uh, this therapeutic effect by either activating um, inactive muscles or or actually short circuiting that spasm cycle that occurs in in specific muscles and and even even ligaments and tendons they found out that there was a physiological response to the to the needle stimulation and and it's another slight difference is, is that with the uh, with the dry needling we're actually manipulating tissue so we're actually teasing it and and twisting it and actually creating more of a response than uh, with, as as with the uh, acupuncture needles where we're just typically you know inserting them and then letting them sit so i think that's why i liked i like the dry needling a lot is that it's it's a more uh hands-on um specific um stimulation of the of the of the area well, I like that term manipulating the tissue. That makes a lot of sense because quite often I know the problems we can have in our body are due to in insufficient um, circulation. And to me, that, that makes sense that that would help. So it sounds like you're doing far more than just the traditional physical manipulation of the backbone of bones and joints. So how does this begin? When you get a client for the first time, is there like an evaluation process? What is that process like? And I'm glad you asked that because I was just talking to my office manager and that there's some people that have had some previous chiropractic treatment and they'll come in and say, well, my previous doctor, uh, I, just, I just drop in and he pops me and I'm good. And, but they're often surprised in the, in, by the fact that I'll say, well, I need to, I need to get a thorough history on you. And, uh, that means everything. And so I'll take a thorough history. I'll, I'll make a list of all their surgeries. I'll get a, a list of their medications. And cause a lot of those kind of have an effect on, uh, on, on people's outcome. In fact, for example, somebody could have hypo or low thyroid and that can really affect my uh, my treatment for their multiple joint pain and so i like to get a thorough history and uh, get a background and that that can be very enlightening in my uh my diagnostic process and that's another thing just just my personal uh that's where, where my passion lies is i i like kind of sleuthing out the uh what what's really the cause of uh 
uh, of their condition. In fact, this lady came in recently uh, thinking she wanted an MRI of her shoulder. And just by examining her, I found out she had strained her, uh, one of her intercostal muscles and up underneath her shoulder blade. And, and I asked her, I go, have you been, been coughing or anything that, cause we couldn't figure out how that could have happened. And she goes, yeah, I did have a, I did have a severe flu for a while and I was coughing and throwing up. And so we think that through that process, she, she strained her intercostal muscle. And, uh, and then as a result of her compensating, ended up straining her shoulder as well. So, you know, just that, just that detective work is just really exciting to me. Yeah. And they're totally unrelated. Who would have known yeah. if they hadn't done that? Yeah. So that history is really important, you know, getting all that information. So. Okay. So you get all of that history and then based on what you find, and it sounds like in addition to the traditional treatment, you also are able to come up with natural alternatives to pharmaceuticals and uh do you also carry supplements that you might recommend? Yes, we do. In fact, uh, so it, for example, that same case, you know, we'll, we'll often do, uh, in, in fact, I, we get a lot of compliments from our, our patients or previous patients too, that, that we do a lot of uh, other types of uh, physical modality treatments like, uh, like ultrasound. And I mentioned the laser. We also have a, a stimulation, which is people often mistake uh, this therapy for a TENS device, which is basically a kind of a, like an electrical band-aid. But the, the stuff I use is basically found to, to electrochemically repel inflammatory proteins. So, so it's very therapeutic. And so we'll do a lot of therapies like that. And then, as you mentioned, uh, I'll, I'll typically recommend, uh, proteolytic enzymes, which also break down inflammatory proteins. And most of most people are familiar with histamines, but there's multiple proteins that cause inflammation, like cytokines and leukotrienes and and you know a bunch of other ones that you know respond well to these enzymes. And so I'll often prescribe the enzymes for inflammation. Um, I'll also there's people that come I'm in for stress, anxiety, poor sleep, and so we have a we have a compilation herb for that. Because we treat joints and ligaments a lot, um, I have a a joint formula that's that's good for tendons and cartilage, and so it it provides the body the building blocks to help repair itself. So, as an adjunct to the treatment, I like to get people doing that, and then with that, um, I think rehabilitative or 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 uh, specific um exercises to help stabilize the area we're working is is really also vital that's often a missing link when i see patients that have seen other practitioners they'll come in and i'll say hey well have they ever given you any exercises to enhance what we're doing here and they go no i just we just come in here and get you know <laughs> get treated so i think that's really an important uh Thing that I can I can actually send home with them and because I found that it, you know the treatment process between myself and the patient is really more useful when they've got some homework to do <laughs> when they go I, I know I've had a chiropractor tell me what you do is more important than what I do 
in terms of my treatment. Yeah. So do you ever make recommendations on nutrition or diet? I'm uh, I do. I do uh, these food sensitivity tests as well, because there's a large, in fact, uh, people are getting more educated and they've heard of the term microbiome and you have as well, I'm sure. Yes. But people are getting more aware of their bowel health and how that affects even our, our, our mental state. It's been linked with depression and, and even cognitive uh, problems. And so, so there's a, there's a real problem with people, uh, especially with the, the current food that we intake. We, we also often consume the same things over and over again, like soy and corn and eggs and wheat. And so we're not, our bodies or our microbiome isn't made to consume uh, agribusiness products like that on a regular basis. So we build up sensitivities to it. And then as a result, we develop these, these bowel, these chronic bowel problems. And they're often related to these food sensitivities that we don't even know about. So a real common test that we do for people is these uh, food IgG antibody tests where we can we can measure 180 different foods and it basically takes out the guesswork for these people that have been for years wondering well, man what am I what is causing this and it's been very enlightening when we every time we do a test it's almost like wow we had no idea that they were sensitive to that so that's been uh, really useful so as far as nutrition specifically you know, diet and food intake. About all I do, mainly from a clinical standpoint, is uh, teach them how to avoid these these highly sensitive foods, and then rotate some of the other foods. And so that's as that's as far as I get really, as far as specific diets. But then uh, the rest of it, I try to I try to prescribe, you know, therapeutic doses of of natural supplements supplements that can help their condition. Yes, that, that that sounds like um, echotherapy, where you're you're studying the, you know, the the the, the microbiomes, the miniature little <laughs> you know, ecosystem we have inside of our body. That is awesome. So it and it sounds like you treat all ages, so you could treat the whole family. Yeah, we've uh, my wife, who's the office manager. She often uh, recounts the story of our, uh, he's now 28, I think, and we had our child at home and he, he came out with his, uh, with a cord wrapped around his neck. And so he, he had a little bit of oxygen deprivation and, and I performed just a, just a, a low, I guess it's kind of a, more of a stimulation technique to the, uh, to the uh, sacral plexus down, you know, lower, which controls parasympathetic and sympathetic. Anyway. So I've done, I've treated newborns. So <laughs> yeah, all ages. Wow. And it sounds like you're also in preventive. I, I've always felt I would rather prevent illness than wait till I get sick and then treat it. But it sounds like your, your treatment would promote optimal health. Yeah, especially as far as, as far as supplements. we. Uh, and I don't know why, but maybe because a lot of people equate uh, vitamins with with pharmaceutical uh, medications. 
So there is a reluctance for some people to take capsules and tablets for supplementation, but, um, and there, there's some debate between, between taking what they call isolates and then whole food products, but we do some of, some of both. But, um, if you came to our, my house <laughs> and I showed you all the, all the supplements and the whole food, you know, compilations that we have, it'd, it'd be amazing, but we try to practice what we preach. And so, yeah, in fact, after I consult with somebody and I treat them, I'll usually say, yeah, you, you want to take this pretty much indefinitely. And even in fact, we'll do that with uh, a, some form of hormone replacement with progesterone cream. We'll just say, you know, this has been proven to prevent osteoporosis. It's, it's been proven to balance that uh, estrogen progesterone balance that often causes uh, when it's abnormal, it's estrogen dominance. So I'll just basically tell them, you know, if you want to provide your body with the building blocks to to maintain and prevent future problems, then you just need to stay on this on a regular basis, and uh, you know it'll it'll reap benefits. <laughs> so it sounds like it begins with that intensive intake process that you have your new patients go through, and then from that you could identify a wide variety of health challenges uh, more than just the muscular skeletal system and it's wonderful that is really impressive so how do people get a hold of you well we we have a we in fact we just updated our website so it's a academy of natural medicine.net and um so we're and we'll we'll come up on a Google search uh, under that same title, Academy of Natural Medicine. And uh, it, my name googled also should come up too, Thomas M. Benhard. And we're we're right down. Uh, we're off of Twelfth Street in in Ogden, and we're right on a sign there. In fact, a lot of people, excuse me, that come in will often say, "Yeah, I've seen your sign. I've been meaning to come in here." So. So we have a fairly visible sign too. <laughs> that title, Academy of Natural Medicine, I know that that caught my eye. I definitely would much much prefer natural remedies to pharmaceuticals. I with their list of side effects, I I applaud this. So you can definitely help families from newborn to old age. Yeah. In fact, I should tell you this. Uh, this little story of why I came up with that title. Sometimes there's a little bit confusion. Some people think it's a school, but I learned in school that the term doctor meant teacher. And so I always liked that. And then um, I don't have any other practitioners in my office at the time at, you know, at this point, but uh, I've always thought, okay, an academy is a group of teachers, you know? And so that's that's kind of the way I was, you know, that was kind of my intention is to communicate that is that, you know, we basically want to teach you how to how to be healthier and and, and improve your your life span and your life, you know, your overall health. So, yeah. Awesome. How very worthwhile. I love that story. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Well, we're uh, we're we're pretty much a family practice. My office manager, as I mentioned, is my spouse. And uh, we try to keep things real personable. And 
uh, even though we we like you know clinical protocols we we still like to treat you like family and so yeah when you come in we uh we try to make sure that uh if if it's appropriate to keep you know talk to you on a first name basis and you know keep things uh down to earth basically <laughs> so that's i guess that's what i want to communicate yeah wonderful and you're and you're still accepting new patients yes yeah we're uh, awesome they can they can even uh schedule something online or and they can email us to our our email address address is uh a c a d n m e d at hotmail and so they can i think our that web i mean excuse me that email address is on our website as well so all right yeah Awesome. Well, I appreciate this, Emily. Thanks. For Thank you so much for your time and sharing your information. And I hope you have a great day. Yeah. Thanks again. I appreciate you having me. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week, and thanks for listening.